Cincinnati's ready for the Big 12. It's, it was time for them. I am fired up. It's yeah. a blessing to be able to be in this league with y'all, you know, putting on for UC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Go Beer Cats podcast, part of the Cats Keller Social Club. I am your host, Brandon, and as you can see here right from the jump, we have a very special guest with us today, Scott Marshall. He is our official dignitary, the voice of, of a whole fan base. He, did, he didn't even know what he was getting into today. He is from the Pistols Firing blog, and I believe there's a podcast on there as well. Marshall, welcome into the Go Beer Cats podcast. Thank you for having me. This sounds like a lot of fun. I, I appreciate that. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I want to get your thoughts on some uh, bigger picture, Big 12 items. And, and uh, what, I mean, there's only like, what could we possibly talk about in the, in the broad scheme of the Big 12? Uh, but then I want to hear some about some uh, Stillwater traditions. If Bearcats fans are going there for the first time to experience, whether it's basketball, football, softball, whatever, uh, I want to give Bearcats fans a heads up and sort of a getting to know you type of episode for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, I, I do Stillwater proud. Hopefully, I don't have any no takes pressure. that are too controversial. Yeah, that's uh, all right. We'll, we'll take them. Before we get into some of those controversial takes, Marshall, uh, we do a thing here for the Go Bearcats podcast. <clears throat> I like to do do it before we get too far into things. It's time for a beer. This one, if I can find the camera, turn it around. There you go, Brandon. This is uh, the Summer Ale from Westside Brewing, uh, the closest brewery to me right now. And uh, luckily for me, I'd put them in my top five breweries in Cincinnati. We've got a very thriving craft beer scene here in Cincinnati. So uh, something light, uh, crisp, and full of sunshine to get us started. That is um, that is brought to you by our new sponsor or our new ish sponsor the delhi liquor store uh, they have you covered not only with a great beer selection with new beer drops almost every day but everything you need for a great party or tailgate wine liquor cigars or if you just need a beer on the way home they have <clears throat> you covered in any way shape and form i think marshall that's a good segue if uh you could sort of tell us if you, one have you ever had the 1890 original i have not if i'm honest um okay. so there are two um breweries in stillwater there's iron monk which does the the 1890 mm-hmm. um and then there's a place called stone cloud um, here in town as well uh, i've until recently been gluten-free um so so me and beer don't always mix but uh, i'm starting to kind of microdose myself back into the to the gluten lifestyle so maybe i'll get around to it here in the next few months Okay, so I asked that because uh, our NIL collective uh, just recently announced a beer that uh, they're partnering with uh, one of the like the biggest brewery in Cincinnati to get that done, and people are super excited. We've been clamoring for a uh, UC Bearcats beer for a while now, and this is as close as we're going to get with Cincy Light. So, uh, if any school that's that's had a beer or a partner with a brewery, I'm always anxious to see uh, what that came up with. I know, I think 1890 has been around for a little while as well, so. 
Yeah, most of the school year at least, but, okay. but everybody that I've heard that has had it has, has spoke rave reviews of it, but that might just be because Pistol Pete's on the can for, for all I know. Right, okay, well, we'll, we'll take it for sure. So <clears throat> we um, from there, if, if, if people are coming into Stillwater for a game, whether no matter the season, off the bat here, can you give us a, a brewery, restaurant, bar recommendations that people should, should seek out? Yeah, so restaurant-wise, our, our big things, we have a place called Eskimo Joe's. Um, it's traditional American food. There, there's a bar in there as well. Um, you got to get sweet pepper bacon cheese fries. That's kind of their their main thing. Um, then there's also Hideaway Pizza, um, the, the original Hideaway Pizzas here in town. Uh, yeah. it, it's just good pizza. I don't I don't know much around that. But those are, those are the two main food staples um, in Stillwater. And then I mentioned the breweries. There, there's Iron Monk and there's Stone Cloud. Stone Cloud's pretty new. I think it was in Oklahoma City. Um, and then they've opened one up uh, here in Stillwater within the last uh, year or two. Very nice. Uh, we had – I should have went back and, and – listen to that again because we had uh, brett mcmurphy on a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago and he gave us some recommendations he's he's like he's still proclaiming that he's a big 12 guy right people he said some people think that uh he hates the big 12 but he's he's an oklahoma state grad right he's, he's an alum yeah. so he was he was giving us some recommendations there real quick i should have went back and listened to them to see if they matched up to, to what you recommended but I unfortunately didn't have time to do that. So that's that's uh, good to know. That's uh, people I know. Uh, UC fans travel better than what some what than what they get credit for. So uh, I will. I'm sure people will be super excited for any recommendations. The next uh, sort of <clears throat> bigger Big Twelve question for you. It's a it's a light one, not real heavy, not not too uh, thought provoking here. But give me your thoughts so far on Brett Yormark. Um, I think so far so good. I think some of his ideas have been maybe a little uh, out of the blue, maybe a little like what the heck does that even mean? Like I'm not sure that many teams are going to want to uh, give a home game up to go to Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ideas like that are a little maybe off the wall. Uh, but I think it's in terms of coming in, uh, stabilizing, helping stabilize things, obviously jumping the back 12, getting the, the TV deal done. Um, I, I think a lot of that outside the box thinking ha has really helped him. So I think so far so good, and uh, I guess we'll see in the coming months. It could be days as far as you know the, the kind of Pac-12, Big 12 rivalry, um, what ends up shaking out there. But so far so good. I think everybody's been pretty pretty pleased with it. So do you have a um, do you have, if if you had a uh, a hotline directly to uh, Commissioner Yormark, and he's asking your opinion, do you have a uh, like a pecking order of who you would go after first in expansion? Yeah, so we kind of did this something. Uh, I think it just got uploaded to the site where we kind of lay out our our takes. Uh, I think right now, I know that you uh, Utah's AD um, had that tweet like a couple of weeks ago that you know was like something something disparaging about the Big Twelve, and I think he's kind of got to say that right now just because he is a, a Pac-12 AD. Um, but I think I like the idea of Utah the most out of those four corner schools in particular, just because one, they've got the best football program. They got the most stable football program. Mm -hmm. And then two, you kind of get that, that Holy war rivalry with BYU, um, with Oklahoma leaving, you lose that Oklahoma, Texas rivalry. You lose the Bedlam rivalry with Oklahoma state with Texas leaving all those Texas schools, um, hate Texas. So, so you're, you're missing a lot of rivalries there. Um, so I think pulling Utah in would be nice. I think just generally, I still care about um geography so <laughs> i know that's kind of gone out the window as of late even going back to adding west virginia to the conference but so i think colorado um you know whenever i was growing up colorado was in the big 12 um so i i think that makes a lot of sense um, and then obviously the arizona schools have a lot to, to offer as well 
Um, as far as, you know, Gonzaga and the UConn stuff, um, I, I like that idea. I'm a big basketball guy, so I love that for basketball. I just don't want the Big 12's eyes to get bigger than its stomach and, and it not make sense monetarily. So I, I hope that they're just cautious in that. I'd love for it to make sense, and if it does, that's great. Um, but it, it does seem a little crazy to go after a, a school in the West Coast and a school in the East Coast, and, and we're all of a sudden just one big happy family now. Yeah, I, I – if I never have to interact with UConn fans again, I'll be uh, I'll be a happy man. So I'm really pulling in the opposite direction of that one, uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes here. <clears throat> so my next couple of questions here, I want you. To, I want to think of uh, Oklahoma State as a whole, right? So uh, I, I'm. A, I mean, of course, Oklahoma has to be a, a giant rivalry. You know, I'm sure people get up and get excited for that. Uh, but outside of Let's, let's think um, like new Big 12 here, not the, excluding the two outgoing. <clears throat> uh, give us the, the favorite school to go up against in any sport or who, who, does, uh, who do Cowboys fans really get up and get excited for when they're, when they're coming to town or a big game's coming up? Yeah, I think to start Kansas basketball, that's always a big deal just because of KU's pedigree um, in basketball. But that, that'll be the same for every conference, I think because that's kind of been the discussion of who Oklahoma state's rival is going to be now that, that OU's out of the league and it doesn't look like they're going to play in football for a while. And I think it's going to naturally kind of shift to Texas tech. Um, we share a lot of similarities uh, with Texas tech, you know, Stillwater and, and Lubbock in that both rural country type folk um, both use the same hand sign. That's always a big deal. I, I, you know, who copied who, I think there was some big study done on that. So um, <laughs> I, I think that will kind of naturally be the, the next rivalry. Um, and, and then maybe like a school, I think a lot of Oklahoma state fans respect Kansas state. And I think it's like a, a friendly rivalry. Um, okay. but I think in, in some similar ways to tech, there's a lot of similarities in, in types of people, um, in Kansas state. I, I think if there was like a spectrum, it'd be tech, tech fans on the crazy, um, Kansas state fans on the, you know, realistic and, and you know, easy to get along with. And then Oklahoma state somewhere in the middle there. So, uh, I, I think that's who Oklahoma state will kind of, uh, lean towards um, rivalry wise. And then maybe even in football, Dana Holgerson is obviously the coach at Houston. Um, oh. He was, he was <laughs> the offensive coordinator under Mike Gundy for a long time. So I imagine those will just be like fun times. There'll be a lot of stories that come uh, from those games. Very nice. Very nice. So same question, but uh, broader and outside of the big 12. Who, who Oklahoma state will yeah. get up or, with. Or in the past, is there, you know, uh, any teams that's came in and, you know, it, was, it just seemed like a little bit bigger than a normal game. Well, it'll definitely be Oklahoma anytime those teams meet. It's still up in the air because just the way that Oklahoma left, um, kind of in the, the dead of night, uh, there's been a lot of animosity. They're not sure what sports they're going to play in, if they're going to play in any sports. So anytime that gets matched up in any postseason tournament or, or preseason tournament or anything like that, those games are going to be ginormous um, just because of the rarity of them now. Um, and then trying to think outside – uh there's arkansas is just kind of a close mm -hmm. it's like three hours uh east of stillwater um so those are always pretty big games um lsu gets a little bit with uh you know like Les miles uh he, he coached it in stillwater before uh jumping over to lsu uh so things like that but i i think with a lot of those big schools that you know any, any fan base is going to get up and, and try and beat them you think that kentucky basketball um haven't played in a really long time but there's just always an animosity between um, Kentucky, whenever Oklahoma State got Cade Cunningham, Kentucky was very sure that it was getting Cade Cunningham. Uh, Cade even said in his thing that he was like this close to picking another school, and that was alluded to be Kentucky. Mm. Um, so anytime that, that Kentucky gets brought up, they, they had some history. Um, it, it's 
Eddie Sutton, longtime Oklahoma State basketball coach, uh, Hall of Famer. He was denied the Hall of Fame for a really long time, and people were saying that, and that's his, this is all speculatory because the uh, Hall of Fame board is anonymous, but people are saying that it's a Kentucky tie that is keeping him out. Um, mm-hmm. he, he finally did get in, uh, but, but Oklahoma State fans just kind of naturally hate Kentucky for, for that reason. So I, I think there's like a little bit of that, uh, but, but not too much outside of the Big 12 that I think they'll, they're just you know getting their pitchforks ready for. So can you give us a like uh, your favorite or a fan favorite Oklahoma State tradition on for, for whether it be on uh, a game day or just something that, you know, you see a lot of or people look forward to whenever a sports season starts? Yeah, so I, I it, uh, much of it kind of centers around football, um, big football state. Um, as I'm sure you know, being from Ohio, but uh, th- starting with the day, there's the walk. Um, they walk from the, the football team stays in the Atherton, which is a on-campus hotel. Um, they walk from the Atherton to the stadium. A uh, bunch of fans, they like paint the street and stuff like that. Um, so, so that's kind of where it starts. That's always a, a fun tradition. Um, as far as the in-stadium tradition, there's three fight songs. Oklahoma State State has three fight songs. Very, too many, honestly. Okay. Uh, but uh, r- right when they score, it's uh, the waving song. And it's like waving wheat. Um, everybody's throwing their hands over their heads. Um, Pistol Pete does a lot of crazy things. Whenever Oklahoma State scores, a uh, bullet, he's a, a horse, a live horse, runs out on the field. Um, okay. That's always fun for, yeah. you know, if, if an opposing kickoff returner is kind of like early into the end zone, like the refs are running him off the field because he's unaware that, you know, a live horse is about to run out there. So um, <laughs> there's things like that. It's a Oklahoma State game days are, are a lot of fun in Stillwater. Um, it's really a kind of a full day affair. Perfect. So let's. I kind of want to go through um, <clears throat> the sports as we'll experience them, right? For, as Bearcats fans for the first time in the Big Twelve. So Boone Pickens Stadium. Give us a little little summarized history lesson on on the stadium and and what that atmosphere is like on game day. Yeah. So I don't know the exact year that it was open, but I believe it's like one of the longest standing stadiums um, in college football. It was called Lewis Field whenever I was young. Uh, T Boone Pickens gives this hundred plus million dollar donation um, to, to have them renovate it. It was a big deal back in the day. It's, it's, it's still a really nice stadium holds. Uh, they keep fluctuating. Uh, they've done some construction on it this year. Holds around 55,000, I believe at one point it was up to like 63, but they're, they're giving more space and giving more luxury boxes and things like that. So uh, I believe right now it's 55 um, in the East end zone is Gallagher Iber arena. Um, it's like, that is the East end zone. It's where the, the basketball team plays, where the wrestling team wrestles and st- stuff like that. Um, I, it's, I've been to all of the, you know, old big 12 stadiums aside from West Virginia. Um, and, and it's right up there. Um, Boone Pickens stadium is uh, in terms of just niceness. It's, it's really compact. Um, some opposing teams like to complain that the sidelines are too narrow, um, that they're running into the, these padded walls and things like that. Um, they have the paddle people, who's a group of students. Um, they have these big long paddles and they're smacking them on the wall um, leading up to the snap. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a pretty fierce environment, especially, you know, night games, big, big time games like that. Um, it's a lot of fun to, to watch an Oklahoma state game in. And yeah, I, I think I really love Baylor stadium, uh, McLean stadium. It's, it's pretty new. Um, but aside from that, I, I think Oklahoma state stadium is right there with the best in the big 12. So um you were talking about, uh, you know, it being sort of an all day affair. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, there, there's tailgates uh, galore. So can you uh, give us the, the tailgate scene? I've 
Uh, I know like UC, for example, they've in the past like 10 years or so, they made a conscious effort to move the tailgating onto campus. Um, I've been to uh, U of Michigan where they're tailgating on a golf course. Um, some other, I'm, I mean, there's plenty of unique atmospheres around the country. So what what is it like in Stillwater? Yeah, the tailgate is is the entire campus, really. There's there's tents, there's uh, awnings. It's all over campus. Um, you got people with like TVs and, and things like that. It's it's really robust. It's I, I think there's to me, there's like college tailgating and then there's like pro tailgating where you're like actually in a parking lot. It's not yeah. in a parking lot like you're in you're on the lawns of, of the, the campus buildings and things like that. And, and you're out and about. So um, I, I, again, think it's one of the better um, Big 12 tailgating scenes. Uh, I think Iowa State has a really good tailgating scene. Uh, Kansas State is more of that kind of pro tailgating scene where they're kind of in the parking lot mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Um, I, I think tech has been pretty good. Uh, but, but yeah, I think think kind of along the lines with the stadium. Um, it, it's really added the atmosphere. And that's kind of grown over the years, over Mike Gundy's tenure. As, as there's almost more people that are outside of the stadium whenever the game's being played than are inside the stadium just because uh, the tailgating scene has been so robust. So is there, um, is there a, uh, I mean, of course, I mean, people know that Cincinnati, the skyline chili people, whether, you know, hate it, love it. That's sort of our, our hallmark, uh, food, whether it be for tailgates or just, you know, whatever, uh, you got like a go-to food or dish that you're going to find the different tailgate spots or is it sort of, sort of free for all? Um, I, I, I'm going to lean towards free for all. Most of the time I'm in the stadium about three hours before kickoff. Cause I'm, you know, working the game. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to find a lot of barbecue, a lot of chicken. Um, it, it's going to be things along those lines. And then Eskimo Joe's, which I mentioned earlier, it's like right off campus. And the, the really big food there is the cheese fries. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty, uh, varied in, in what you're going to get kind of tailgate to tailgate. So <clears throat> more of a, uh, more of a specific uh, couple of questions here for football this coming upcoming season. Um, can you explain Mike Gundy to us? Ooh. He's a, he's an interesting character. Yeah, he. Uh, let's see. He he's a man with a mullet. Um, I, I think that's where most people start. Um, a, a lot of people are going to know him from the I'm Forty thing. That was a really long time ago. At this point, um, I, he's almost inexplainable. He's a he's a unique dude. He's an enigma. Um, he knows what he's talking about. Um, sometimes he'll pull some random thing out and he'll be like, I think this is going to happen in the next however many years based on, you know, what's going on. And he's usually kind of right about it just because he's been in this game for so long that, that he kind of can see things happening, uh, before they do. So, um, he, he's a unique dude. He's, he, he loves Stillwater. He's, um, you know, Oklahoma state through and through obviously went to school here. Um, but I, I think, to explain him, you, you just kind of need to say that he's inexplainable at certain times. I'll take it. That, that's kind of what I was, I figured you were going to go for there. Um, very interesting character. Um, so th- this, this next question here, um, I think whether, because Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, um, I'm sure some, I've talked to some other fan bases and uh, they're not thrilled with the four new incoming schools, you know, us, BYU, Houston, and Central Florida. Uh, you know, I've I've heard the you know the Big Twelve is now the leftovers. Of course, the truck stop conference and all kind of other hate that they'll throw our way. But that's you know let them do that. But one thing I do hear often enough is that Oklahoma State is kind of like the name or the brand of the Big Twelve now. What do you what do you think about that proclamation? I think they certainly had a chance to 
kind of stamp that. I think this past football season going seven and six um, and kind of failing to capitalize on the Fiesta Bowl winning season before um, hurt that a little bit. But I think I, you know, I kind of, I struggle because I've, I've thought about this too. Like who's kind of the flag bearer now. And my first thought is Oklahoma state, but I'm just so involved with Oklahoma state that it's easy to, for, for my you know view to kind of be skewed. Um, but, but you look at, you know, Baylor has a lot of good athletic programs. Basketball just won a national championship not too long ago. Obviously Kansas basketball is going to be uh, Kansas basketball. Uh, K-State with Chris Kleiman looks to kind of be on the up and up. Um, so I, I think that in a, to an extent, and obviously TCU just made the national championship football game. So I think to an extent it's kind of strength in numbers right now. Um, and we'll kind of wait and see which of these teams can kind of jump up and, you know, win three football conference titles in a row. Maybe that just kind of becomes the default flag bearer, but um, I've always thought that, you know, with those teams gone, Oklahoma State might be that team, could be that team. Um, but I'm just so close to Oklahoma State that it's hard for me to really see past, you know, the big bright orange. So um, I, I think that's fair, uh, but I, I can hear arguments for for other programs as well. You, you sort of like just briefly mentioned something there, and that kind of got me thinking. I've, I've heard um, – I listen to a lot of Big 12 radio on Sirius XM, and something that they're uh, they're talking about a lot is – you know, for that, the name, the flag bearer, as, as you put it, you know, is it better for the conference to have have it be TCU this year, Texas the next, uh, Kansas State, Baylor? I feel as though it's better for the conference to have like a, a different name, a different team each year. But as a national conference, a national brand, not having that lone standout team like Oklahoma has been in the past or how. Alabama, Georgia is for the SEC. I think for uh, reputation wise, that sort of that sort of will hurt the Big Twelve. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think that you know, from a national perception, the Big Twelve's always kind of been, you know, a, a second class below the Big Ten, below the SEC. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think in a fourteen playoff, that really does hurt. Um, you, you know, a national perception, but expanding to twelve, where a Big the Big Twelve's likely to going to get its conference, you know, champion in every year. Um, maybe that changes a little bit, but, but yeah, I, I think that having a big name, uh, kind of flag bearer, I think that's overall beneficial for the conference just because, um, you know, the, the, the national pundits could look and, and say, oh yeah, well, the big 12, they've got, you know, X team. So like, you know, Oregon's probably going to be the Pac-12s in, in, assuming the Pac-12 is alive whenever we wake up tomorrow. Um, you know, Oregon's going to be the, the team moving forward with UC, USC and UCLA gone. Um, and, and the big 12 doesn't necessarily have kind of that flag bear right now and i think that it would be beneficial if they did have one i'm just not sure that there is one i think you know realistically being strength in numbers i think is a good thing uh but the national perception yeah i think they kind of need a need a flag bear so you, you brought up seven and six last year for uh for, for the cowboys what is the outlook for this year um it's uh unknown i think is the best way to put it um a lot of transfers went out a lot of transfers came in um you're gonna have alan bowman likely uh their starting quarterback uh, he played at Tech a, a few years, was really good, had some freak injuries, like a punctured lung and like a broken collarbone and and just really kind of freak injuries. Um, then he transferred to Michigan, was essentially the third string quarterback the past few years for Michigan. Um, then he transfers in to Stillwater. So if, if he can stay healthy, um, he's proven to be, um, you know, really good in, in the Big 12. Um, but if not, then, then you're kind of, you know, wondering what's going to happen there. So I, I think it's a lot of mystery that they lost 20-something uh, players in the portal uh, last year, including obviously Spencer Sanders, uh, starting quarterback. Um, and, and then you're just bringing a lot of guys in. So it's kind of a, a reset. Um, I will say like Mike Gundy hasn't missed a, a bowl game since his first year in, in Stillwater. Um, so I, I think I, I keep seeing their over under win total at six and a half. 
I'd likely just take the over just because that's just how Mike Gundy's done it um, his whole time. And, and then on top of that, I think they've got one of the easier schedules um, in the Big 12 this year, just the way it kind of broke out. They, they get all four of the new teams, and, and no disrespect, but it's like, are, are these teams going to be able to play, you know, power conference football for an entire year? So uh, I think that – I think it's going to break out well. I, I'd guess, you know, seven, eight, nine wins, somewhere in there. Um, and then you kind of see see where it breaks. Very nice. Let's let's uh, move move on here. Let's talk a little uh, basketball. I know the Big Twelve, especially this year, is a gauntlet in in uh, in the basketball world. But when I was doing, you know, I did a little bit of research here because I wasn't super familiar with like the facilities of Oklahoma State. But uh, for your arena, something that caught my eye right away is it not only has one but two nicknames. I don't know if you're if this is like common knowledge, but I didn't know this before I looked it up. The first nickname is the rowdiest arena in the country. That's high praise. And then the Madison Square Garden of the Plains. Okay, I've not heard the Madison Square Garden of the Plains, but but yeah, bringing the rowdy is uh, that's kind of uh, they're saying. Uh, what yeah, it's it holds uh, thirteen thousand six hundred eleven, and when it is full, it is an atmosphere like no other. Um, I remember the Trey Young Oklahoma game. Um, Oklahoma State won it, I believe, in overtime, and it was it was the most bonkers arena that I've ever been in in my life. Um, court stormings, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know high level basketball players that talk about it, and you know they say like you can feel the floor shaking, like whenever you're the visiting team and in the locker room, like it feels like the whole arena is already shaking. So uh, it hasn't always been like that as of lately. They've averaged you know somewhere between seven and ten thousand fans in there just because the basketball program has been down. Uh, but whenever it's going, um, Gallagher Ibe Arena is like like no place ever. It's, it's it's a unique setup in that it's kind of a two tiered system. Um, they they used to just hold somewhere around six thousand, um, and then they did the raise the roof project and, and added the three hundred levels. Um, some people say that you know they liked it better with it you know the the, the roof lowered um, just because of the atmosphere it created. But uh, yeah, whenever it's going, it, it's it's an arena unlike any other. Um, but here as of late, um, it hasn't been jumping quite as much. All right, so I, I like when I was when I was at UC, we were still in the Big East, you know. Right? So we, you know, it was it was Syracuse, UConn, Marquette, you know, we like it was just Louisville. It was just one like like there's never you never have a night off in like in basketball especially. I I think that this version of the Big Twelve um, this past year. Would, would have exceeded that. And I think next year it's going to be even, even tougher. And I, I think it's definitely uh, on pace to be the best basketball conference in the country again. And I don't think it'll be close. So what is it, what is it like in the big, the big 12 version of never, not, never not having a night off? Yeah, it's, and, and you know, Mike Boynton, Oklahoma State's coach, he kind of alluded to that uh, is like midway through the big 12 season. Um, he was essentially saying, "Hey, all ten of these teams went to the ten team conference. All ten of these teams deserve to be in the NCAA tournament, and yeah. they should be in the NCAA tournament." Like, I, I he he was kind of trying to curve the enthusiasm of saying, "Like, I don't know why all ten of these teams can't get in if they're all worthy." So, uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. You know, you can go from you know playing in Fog Allen at Kansas one night to to hosting Baylor, uh, you know, two or three nights later, and you know, and, and those are you know two teams that have won national championships in the past five years, um, and then obviously adding Houston who's been, you know, consistently a top 10 team over the last, you know, 10 or so years. Um, even Kansas State's been really good. They, they had that big run this past year. 
Um, it, tech has been really good. Their, their facilities have gone crazy at, in Lubbock. Um, they have a new basketball practice facility that's unlike any other that, that Mike Boynton's, I think, trying to replicate a little bit here in Stillwater. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a gauntlet. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, you, you know, a lot of the players here, they talk about, you know, staying level-headed. You can't get high, can't get too high, can't get too low, and that's kind of coaches speak to an extent. But it's really true because if you, you know, start feeling bad about yourself after one loss, then – you're just gonna have a you know murderous row of the next five games that they're not gonna feel sorry for you at all. There, there are teams that you know Mike Boynton's one of Mike Boynton's teams, I believe, started conference play like zero and seven, and he was like, "Hey, none of these teams feel sorry for us. Like none of these teams are just gonna come out and, and be like, oh, that's okay. Like you, we'll, we'll play to your level for this game because, um, yeah, it, it, it's just a murderous row. I think it's the best way to describe it. So I know. Let me ask you like this: if if you had to pick a a third sport across everything that Oklahoma state has to offer. What, what do people get up for the most? I, I mean, I know softball is popular. I know baseball as well. Is it, is it one of those two? Is it volleyball? Is it golf? What, what's the third sport people get up for, for, uh, for Oklahoma state? Yes. Yeah, so Oklahoma state's very, uh, it's very kind of family oriented and it's been in this sports year has been like a historically bad sports year for, for Oklahoma state in general, but um, you know, I, I'd say somewhere on that, you know, third tier, you've got softball. Um, the, the Cowgirls have been to four straight women's college world series, um, baseball. They just built a new ridiculously beautiful, uh, stadium called Obrate stadium. Um, it, it's gotta be one of the best in, in the country. Um, one that wrestling is, is huge in Stillwater. The Oklahoma state wrestling team, I believe has won 34 national championships. Um, it's the most of any team in any sport, um, that's a big deal. Um, the, the men's golf team has, you know, historic pedigree. Uh, you look at Victor Hovland, who just won this past weekend. He, he's an Oklahoma State alum. So uh, I'd say somewhere along those, you'd probably lean more at this point, wrestling or softball um, as, as far as the kind of that third tier. Um, yeah, both of those programs are huge. Wrestling has been down in recent years, but down equals top eight in the country. Um, you know, uh, they, they had a streak of, I believe it was like 13 Big 12 titles in a row in, in wrestling, and they've kind of added you know, like North Dakota State wrestles in the Big 12, and they, they've added a bunch of uh, affiliate programs. So um, re- wrestling's a huge, huge, huge deal here. Um, and, and then the way that Kenny Gajewski's got the softball program rolling, those, those are hot tickets. Very nice. So if you um, – do you guys do you guys have bull riding? Um, I believe there's a rodeo team. It's not like a um, – it's not NCAA sanctioned. There's an okay. equestrian team. Um, they're NCEA, I believe it's what it's called. Uh, but they've recently won a national championship. Equestrian's one of like the the actual, uh, you know, not not a club program, but like an actually you know school sanctioned program. So that that's a, I don't know if it's a big deal, um, but not a ton of programs, or not a ton of universities have equestrian programs, and, and Oklahoma State's got one. All right. So uh, this final question here I have for you. Uh, this is more of a, uh, a a betting type of question here. I'm I'm going to propose a situation here for you and you, t- you tell me which one you like best all right so talking about betting so this question is it's brought to you by our other new sponsor the bet stamp app which not only allows you to line shop so you can find the best odds across all sports books it also tracks all of your bets in one location across all sports books as well so this is great for those of you who are like me who are using multiple sports books no need to flip between apps it's all there in the BetStamp app. If you download it, be sure to use the referral code GoBeerCats. All right, Marshall. If I gave you this upcoming season, if I gave you Texas 
and TCU or the field, who are you picking to win the Big 12 in football? Ooh, let's see. I think TCU is going to be very good. Um, Texas has been a hollow giant for a really long time. Uh, so <laughs> um, I'm not sure that I'm buying the Texas hype. I'll believe it's at the point to where I will believe the Texas hype when I see it. I, I almost <laughs> want Texas to be good at this point. It's almost getting sad yeah. how mediocre that they've been over the past 10 years. Um, but I do think TCU is going to be very good. Uh, you think about K State, maybe could be decent. They won it this past year, right? Don't yeah. people forget that. So, I th- I think I take I, th- I think I take Texas and TCU though, just because I I do feel highly about TCU, and then Texas always has the potential. Um, you know that that's they often win the off season. Um, they've just got to turn that into actually winning the season. So TCU or Texas can win it whenever. Uh, maybe it'll be this year, maybe not. But I, but I think TCU is a pretty good shout. Awesome. Very nice. Marshall, I certainly appreciate you coming on, giving us a uh, crash course in, in Oklahoma State traditions and, and what to expect this, this upcoming uh, season. Um, do you any questions for me or any burning questions about the Bearcats before we get off here? I think he froze. I'm back. Are you? Can you hear You're me? You're back. I can okay, hear sweet. you. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, what was the what was the question? Uh, any burning questions about the Bearcats that, that I can answer for you before we get off here? Um, are is Cincinnati at all worried what post Luke Fickle life looks like? Because I, I think kind of from the outside, yes. it's like, okay, did Luke Fickle build that program, or is this just an actually good program? Uh, I think when you get a a coach like Luke Fickle's not the first coach to have success here in modern times, right? We had uh, Mark Antonio, we had. Um, Brian Kelly, Butch Jones to an extent, although I was never a big fan of him. Uh, and then, you know, Fickle took over for Tuberville, who was just here on vacation, right? So if you if you spend more time on the field than on the golf course, you, you there's potential to, to be successful here. Um, and Luke Fickle was like the, maybe the, the pinnacle or, of, of what that could be. I mean, going to the college football playoff as a G5 school is definitely um, something great that I'm glad I got to live through. So I, with a little bit of effort, I think we can we can get back there. Um, I think most Bearcats fans' expectations or what we would like to see this year is bowl eligibility. I don't think there's there might be some on the fray that are like, yeah, we're coming in day one running this place. Uh, but I would say most level-headed, non-drunk fans uh, are hoping to be 500 this year. And, and then who do you think the natural rival becomes? Is it West Virginia just because that's the closest proximity-wise? Or is it Iowa State, I guess, is somewhat up there? We we hate Central Florida. Like okay. we, I mean, if, if for two seconds online on Twitter, pose a question and – in the comments below, you will see a uh, Bearcats and, and uh, Hilton Knight manager uh, arguing over something. That's what we like to call them. So, so we're kind of bringing that in. I think that'll be a nice um, – the rivalry will be a nice addition to the Big 12 that maybe some people aren't expecting. Other than that, I think uh, getting to know West Virginia, again, will be uh, a nice uh, you know, a nice reacquaintance to a rivalry. But I, I, like, like you mentioned, I'm – Super excited to go up against Iowa State for my own personal reasons. Uh, I won't get into those now. Those are well documented <laughs> on, on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those three just proximity, I think, has a lot to do with it. And uh, I, I'd love to get a nice rivalry going with, with Iowa State in some way, shape, or form. 
And then last thing, what what else is what's kind of Cincinnati's second sport? If it's football, then I'm not very familiar with with what else goes on in Cincinnati. Uh, what well, I well historically we're a basketball school. Mm. Uh, historically, and then in the since um, 2005, 2006, uh, people started filling up Nipper Stadium and started paying attention to football much more. So basketball now football is kind of one A one B. Our next tier, um, our golf team was our men's golf team was really good this year. I, I followed them more than I'd done any at all in the previous years. Um, volleyball has, has had their time as well. We've had uh, a couple former players uh, win gold medals uh, with the U.S. Olympics team. Baseball's trying. Um, it, when the Reds are terrible, uh, people will go out to to uh, baseball games. And even them, they've been you know, packing the stadium more often than not uh, in the past couple of years with the Reds being down. Uh, but if you're talking about championships, it's our dance team, uh, okay. which sounds sounds you know unique. But they've, I mean, I don't. I'll throw out like 14, 15 national championships uh, in the past like 20, 25 years. So if you're talking rings, that they've that's the that's the go-to the the UC dance team, which is famous in their own right around here. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's unique in that, you know, we're kind of losing Austin. We're losing Norman, which is essentially Oklahoma city. Um, so there's not a ton of cities left. Um, yeah. It's a bunch of college towns. So uh, Cincinnati will definitely be unique in that aspect. Definitely. Marshall, I certainly appreciate you coming on. Um, I will definitely reach out to you again. I like to do previews, um, you know, the week before, and I know UC and uh, OSU, which is now officially the OSU that we can refer to, not that team to the north of us now. I'm excited about that. So I'll definitely reach out once uh, we get a little closer to to that game, and we'll see if we can't get an in-season preview about what's happening between our two, our two teams. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a lot of fun. See you, Marshall. See you.